Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. You would never believe how we got that reality show. Did, I was, after, he got depressed. I was depressed. And uh, anything that you hear bad about the ministry will be probably something stupid I did because he's it's the, definitely not me. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Fitness and wellness expert, naturopath, and adventure enthusiast, Wendy Peck. And my husband, Todd Isburner. He's a fundraising guru, men's mentor, and Bible scholar. And as a couple, we're going to share riveting breakthrough stories from our guests who've experienced the meaning of a changed life. Our hope is that you will be inspired, equipped, and entertained along your own life journey. So lean in, listen well. This could be your biggest breakthrough. Hey there, and welcome back to Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm Wendy Pett. I'm Todd Isburner. And we have got a show today. Yes, we do. <laughs> I, you know, before we got going today, uh-huh. I started thinking about just how creative and unique our guests are. Oh, man, and they are so creative. You just, just scroll through some of their photos and you'll understand just what I'm talking about, how unique and creative they are. But I got thinking, what other words can can we use to, to come up with uh, to describe um, creativity? Do you have any? I mean, it's like, um, I don't know. Unique, create, creative, and eccentric. Um, okay, that's good. Okay, yeah, good, good. Yeah. They're well, fearfully and wonderfully made. That's, that's beautiful, okay, good, yeah. good. <laughs> some would say a little different, and perhaps some would say weird, but that would be all. Because, but they say that about us too, yeah, so it doesn't true. matter. But these two really are. They're they're God amazing. has done some amazing, amazing things in their lives through their ministries, and uh, we're going to unpack their story here in just a moment. Yeah, and I had never heard their story before. And these are two identical twins. That's right. We've got twins on the show. It's our first time to have twins on your biggest breakthrough, and um, they actually are the Chrysagas brothers, Brian and Sean. They, like I said, are identical twins, and they're known for their wholesome family entertainment and fun. Nationally, they are loved for their inspiring life story. Story about God's miracle healing power. So you have to hear this story. Listen to this. They were born three months premature and they spent the first two years, Todd, yeah. in their lives in incubators. Yes. I mean, that's crazy, right? After all kinds of tests revealed that they I had life-threatening um, allergies to nearly just about everything. And then for the next five years, they never left their home due to extreme allergies. So we're going to find out what... Um, that was like for them, for them and their family. And when they were seven, actually, their mother learned that they uh, about the power of prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. Power of prayer, and she was healed of a debilitating heart condition, and mm-hmm. then prayed for her sons, and they were instantly healed and set free. Mm-hmm. And um, I just can't wait for you to meet um, Sean and Brian. Come on to your biggest breakthrough, my friends. Come on here. Welcome, you hey, guys. guys. We actually have a uh, uh, one of our. It sounds like. It's a cage, but it's not a cage, but it's, a, it's got where we would Statue. put statues in oh, one of those frame things where yeah. you put statues. We actually have it sitting on a table <laughs> on the See? floor in, in our um, so the creativity. La- yeah. So, so they're literally doing it on their phone. 
they're doing it on their <laughs> phone today. So uh, thank you for uh, yeah, thanks for making that extra effort. And if you uh, if you hop on YouTube, you'll uh, you'll see all the fun that uh, we're going to engage with with, yeah. with Brian and Sean. And, and there is there is some resemblance. Oh my goodness! What do you I, mean some? Well, I'm they're just, identical twins. Of course, I know that. But <laughs> but if you just let's so, so Brian has got just a little bit more hair. Yeah, well, just fact, longer that's, hair. That's envi- Maybe not more. That's enviable hair, dude. I don't know what you do to make hair like that. But, wow. <laughs> when I first met them, I thought the BGs have walked in the room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. We're we're gonna um, dive in and share more about all that you guys do with your music ministry and and all the ministry that you um, are in, engaged in. But let's just dive right in. Uh, let's talk about what I just shared in the beginning, that you were born three months premature, lived your life two years in incubators, and didn't leave the home for five years because of extreme allergies. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. Um, While our mom was um, very sick when she was young, she had rheumatic fever, and it damaged her heart, and it damaged all the valves of her heart, and the doctors were looking for a heart transplant Mm. for her. She was on the list, but they were a little scared because they didn't do heart transplants back then. So they said that um, they really didn't know what to do. And our grandmother and grandfather were scared to do that. So the doctors said she can never marry and she can never have children. So um, our mom grew up. She knew that was what the doctor said. But what happened was um, she fell in love with a man named John Chrysogus. Her name was Marguerite de Pilabel. And she was a great Italian lady. He was Polish and Greek. And um, she fell in love with him and she said to her parents, I want to get married. I want to have children. That's all I live for. And um, that's all I've ever prayed for. So if I can't, um, I might as well die yeah. now. So they let her get married. And she said she, they were strong Catholics and they believed in the power of prayer. And they didn't understand it exactly the way we all do. And what happened was um, when they got married, she had uh, a year later a son named Anthony. And it, it damaged her heart even more. And the doctor said, that was stupid, Margie. You should have never have done that. Well, what happened was um, she really believed, she prayed for three times and she would watch television. And uh, I don't know if you remember, you two are too young, but Fred McMurray had three sons. On, <laughs> do you remember that? And Barbara. Yeah, you do? I do. Barbara Stanley had <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You don't remember? <laughs> Barbara Stanwyck had three sons on Big Valley, and she kept saying, Lord, Barbara Stanwyck, Fred McMurray, they all have three sons, and I've been praying for three sons. Oh. So she really prayed and sought the Lord. Three years later, she had twins, and the doctors wanted us aborted. They said, you would never be able to carry them, Margie. They said, there's no way to do it. You would die. And she was just a small little girl. She was like 98 pounds when she had us. So it was like a very small time lady she was five yeah, yeah. She, she really believed in the power of prayer and she said the lord brought me to this he gave me the desire of my heart to have three children he's going to bring these children through so what happened was we were born three months early and when we were born if you would have seen our brother's pictures he looked like alvis as a baby i believe that actually <laughs> with you two and yeah he just a very happy he had lots of hair and when we were born, we looked like E.T. It was just so bad. <laughs> <laughs> we were green and purple, and we did not, nothing was put together, right? So the doctors were scared. And, and think of two of us looking identical yeah. at that. Two, we're looking two like E.T.s, that. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> The doctors didn't know if they should smack our mom or what. <laughs> oh, she couldn't carry us. She couldn't hold us because the, we were breaking out. We had bumps all over. So the doctors took us in the other room and they realized we were really dying. 
and they uh, had to immediately send us to Columbus Hospital because we're from a children's hospital. And um, our mom wanted to go with us, so she went with us. And um, they found out they had tests flown all over the world, and they found out that we were allergic to the sun, the grass, every type of food, every type of clothing. Um, we couldn't eat anything except sardines, rice cakes, peanut butter, and soybean milk. And that's the strangest combination. And if you want to see our birthday cakes with that combination, it's a bad one. <laughs> well, yeah, and especially have bringing peanuts in the mix. When you're allergic to everything else, usually people have a peanut allergy, right? And you are allergic to everything else but peanuts, practically. Wow. So do you guys do you guys still eat that stuff? Do you guys still eat that stuff or have you avoided it altogether now? <laughs> Not so much sardines, but <laughs> <laughs> so you you have called yourselves boys in a bubble, right? Because that's kind of the bubble babies, right? Well, the doctor what happened was the doctors came to our mom, and our dad worked three jobs just to keep us going. Our grandparents took care of our brother Anthony, mm. and what happened was our mom stayed with us at that hospital the whole time. And the doctors came out and they said, "Margie, they're going to die. There's nothing. There's nothing we could do." The, there's no hope, and we've had it all over the world. We're getting famous for all the wrong reasons, but every doctor knew us, and every um, they, they were even televising some of this stuff. And um, our mom said, no, doctor. She got a book from Lester Summerall. Had no clue who he was, but it said, they will live and not die and proclaim the glory of the Lord. That was the book. And she said, they will live and not die, doctor, and they will proclaim mm. the glory of the Lord. Mm. Wow, your mom's faith was like unshakable. Amazing. Amen. Exactly like the old prophets of old and the followers of old. But what happened was um, our dad had to sell the windows in of our house because if we were anywhere near the window, we would get alert. We would die. It would break about if we held an egg in our hand, even including in the shell, it would poison our bloodstream and we would die. I mean, there was nothing we could do. We took shots daily and we would have to lay Things so they could put needles through us every day. And it wasn't just uh, one needle. It was like on a board, and they had all these needles in this board, and they'd just lay them on top of us and shoot them into us. So it was... We cried all the time, but our mom cried the whole time. She was always holding our hands while we were getting it all done. So it was pretty bad. But But we often said that... uh, We were just talking about our mom the other day to a friend who knew her, and he said, your mother gave the 12 apostles a run for their money. <laughs> she did. was so on fire for Jesus. I love that. She, she, she had to stop everything and just live for us. So what she did was she never went out. She, it was all about us. But she always said that if you take the acronyms of family, F-A-M-I-L-Y, it's to forget about me. Mm. I love you. Mm. So she forgot about everything else. Us. And that's really the gospel of Jesus, isn't mm-hmm. it? That he forgot about every, everything it's concerned, and he loved on all of us, and he went across for us. That's amazing. What happened, the doctors would call like daily and say, what's up? What's going on? What, and they would just keep calling, and there was no change. In fact, we were getting worse. And by the seven years uh, during this whole time, our mom's heart got really bad. She's now in a wheelchair and on oxygen and couldn't carry it, even hold us anymore. And our grandmother had to do work for taking care of everybody. Mm-hmm. So it was a uh, Think about life. this, it's seven years. God is in numbers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So seven years of our life, we lived like this. And then on the seventh year, our mom found out about the healing power of Jesus by going to a chiropractor 
who um, was working on her, and he was a born-again believer, and he told her that she needs to accept Jesus as her Lord and Savior. And she said, I'm Catholic, doctor. I know the Lord. And he says, no, but you aren't born again. You need to become born again. And he told her that it's like uh, having a car in a garage. You could be in the garage all you want, but that doesn't make you a car. You know, you can go to church every Sunday. That doesn't make you a Christian. So, uh, and that's not just for the Catholics. That's for Methodist, Baptist, non-denominational, every one of us who go to church unless we really truly accept him as our Lord and Savior, and we may think we did, but unless we say the prayer, because there is some power in the spoken word. When we speak it out, yeah, we are saved by the word of our testimony and the blood of the Lamb. So um, she had to say the prayer. She, she confessed the Lord. And then he told her about a full gospel businessmen's meeting that was happening that night, and he wanted her to go. And she said, oh, but my sons are too sick. They can't go. And he says, well, you go and you stand in proxy. So she went in a wheelchair with our dad uh, driving, and he, he took her to the uh, full gospel business mm-hmm. meeting. And our dad stood in the way back because he had never seen uh, fanatical Christians. <laughs> 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 he was sort of scared. And our mom was in this wheelchair. And this priest, who was Father Michael Scanlon, who started the charismatic movement, um, not just in the Catholic Church, but he he was on the 700 Club, and he was starting it in a lot of other churches, but he was an incredible man. He started the, um, I think, the Catholic Channel or something like that, but what a powerful man of God, and he was speaking, and he was talking about uh, miracles and, and healings and all that stuff, and um, our mom, as soon as he gave the altar call, she runs down in a wheelchair, it runs down, I say, in wheels a wheelchair. Down. With the wheels down, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she went down there and she said, um, Father, I'm, I'm no God's busy, but I need a miracle for my son. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, well, you need a miracle. And she said, yes, but I've lived 32 years of my life. My sons are, are seven. They need to live. So he says, uh, well, first you're going to get your miracle. And then we're going to pray over you for your son. And I'm going to teach you how to pray over them. And then you go home and you lay hand. Because there is authority in, as you two know, as parents in your own house, yes. you have to take authority in your own house. If, if your husband taught it, you're the, the head of the family, you know, and if you don't stand up, then your wife's got to do it. But you two as power and agreement. So our mom said, okay, she'll do that. Well, he laid hands on her. He prayed it, and he broke generational curses, mm-hmm. seven generations back over our mother. And he took the oxygen off her and, and picked her up out of the wheelchair. And he said, Let's walk around. Well, she started walking and then she started running and she didn't even get, uh, winded. Um, our dad, the man of God he was, he passed out in the back. <laughs> wow. I bet. <laughs> well, now, see, some some would have seen that he was that expression slain in the spirit. So maybe, you know, God got yeah, a hold of him. Yeah, he could say that. You know? <laughs> Let's just say he was slain in the spirit. Our dad never thought that fast to tell us that. But she said, Let's go home and pray for our sons. And she stuck him in the wheelchair and they went home. They prayed over us, and they broke the generational curse over our lives. In fact, it was the very first time we were ever by the door because we weren't allowed by the door. So they opened that door and commanded Satan out. And she when thought she, it, did, she thought a spirit just push just, her, she could actually feel mm-hmm. that. If you've ever seen the woman, mm-hmm. that's basically what she did. And, and when we saw that movie, we said we could have made money off that. That was our mother's story. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just love you guys. You're you're just so real, authentic, and and unique and genuine and to when, when people first um 
um, meet you, they think, or I thought even, are these guys for real? Like, you know, because you're just so um, kind and warm and bubbly and, and yet you have such a love for Jesus. And, and sometimes most people would see that as, wow, I mean, they are so over the top about Jesus. Are they really for real? But you are, I mean, you've yeah. lived it, you've, you've experienced the healing power and you've seen it in your family. And so I just think what a testimony to the, the parents out there and the moms out mm. there that, that your faith, your faith isn't isn't something to to just like dismiss. I mean, you can rise up in your faith and that authority, and it will pass on to uh, generations, generations. So, well, absolutely. I get to we, we we saw it firsthand. It wasn't like um, so many parents uh, say, "Do as I say, and not as right. I do." You know, or they they live standard. Our mother was God's way or the highway, so she never had a double standard, and everything that she said. We saw it. We, we believed it was like uh, E.F. Hutton when she spoke. We listened because we saw so many things just take but, place. But we life. didn't get to finish the story. What happened was she took us to the doctors, even though she knew we were healed. But that night, this is what's so strange, because most women would never do this. Uh, but she had this faith and she said, what do you want to eat? We're going to take you out. Mm. And our dad said, you're going to kill them. And she says, no, I felt this evil leave this house. They are healed. And she says, now we have to prove it. And we're going out to eat. And he, we went out and we said, anything? And they said, yeah, anything. And she said, we said, hot fudge Sundays because we knew that they always <laughs> talked about hot fudge Sundays. So we went out. And ate now and we're chocoholics. Yeah. So, yeah. So we went to the doctor all that week and so did she. And they found out that it was a good Jewish doctor. And, you know, God loves to prove to his people that he's alive and well and that um, so what happened was this Jewish doctor kept taking tests of our mom's heart and he kept saying to the nurses, this is the wrong heart. The other heart was swollen and messed up and destroyed. This one is brand new. This is not her heart. Go get me another x-ray. Well, you can't take too many x-rays, but he kept taking x-ray after x-ray wow. after x-ray. And then our mom kept saying, I'm healed, doctor. Jesus healed me. So he said, okay, I'm going to sit down now and you tell me about this Jesus. So she told him about Jesus and he found out we were total miracles. Yeah. So we have no allergies at all. None. Praise the Lord. Amen. And we're 53 now. So, hey. <laughs> Are you really 53? You don't look 53. Wow. Of, well, something must have happened back there. To, what do you like, Benjamin Buttons or something? Yeah, like right. Age reversing. <laughs> but, so, guys, I, want, I just want to find out a little bit about it because your, your mom's faith just blows us away. Yeah. It inspires. It encourages. And it, and it convicts us that you know God is, is, is yeah. lovingly available and waiting to respond if we will believe. But during that period of time, the five years, well, you're two years in incubators and then five years at home, all shut in. Um, and Anthony was your older brother, correct? So we got Anthony and mom and dad and two little boys that have to be isolated. What was that like from a from the family life standpoint? How did your brother handle yeah, it? How, how did, did your Anthony, dad handle it? Yeah. Because we always hear when there are those kinds of stresses on a family, it really, really, it really hurts the whole family. How did you get through that? amazing at 32 rooms in our house this sounds crazy but there was 32 rooms and it was because it was a grocery store that our grandparents started and then they turned it into a playroom for us they shut down the grocery store turned it into a playroom for us so we had 32 rooms we had our grandparents we living upstairs. upstairs we lived upstairs so let's think the grocery store downstairs our parents had an apartment our grandparents had an apartment it was a full house and they turned it into our entire house 
because we were sick. And um, we didn't know there was anything wrong with us. You know, <laughs> we just felt that we were normal. We just didn't have any friends, you know, but other than our family. But during that time, you've seen some of our drawings that we do. Mm. During that time, even though we couldn't go out, our mom taught us through our art. And we would start drawing. And uh, she would say, well, what, what's the name of this one? And you know, creative things with us. And we would say, well, this one, I, we don't know who or what it is. And then she would say, why don't you call it Who's He What's It? So we called it Who's He What's It? And she taught us values through these characters that we created. Oh. So when our mother died, what was weird was, um, it, it sounds weird, but we wanted those, we were going through a treasure chest of all the stuff our mom kept about. And when we found all of our old artwork, we turned them into um, toys mm. that would teach morals and values to kids the way she taught us. So we had a line of children's toys um, and uh, tried to create um, the atmosphere that she taught us. I mean, because people aren't teaching their kids values today, but all of her values went back to the Word of God. And and as for what you said about how did our brother deal with all this stuff, it was hard for him because he um, he had other friends, but he was more scared for us, so he wanted us to feel special. And he became like a dad because our dad was always working. So our dad worked three jobs just to keep us um, with the bills paid. And we always joke, we, said, we didn't even know who our dad was until... We were 11 years old because <laughs> he worked so hard. The sacrifice, wow. though. He worked really hard. Yeah. Yeah, he did a lot of sacrifice. And our brother, Anthony, as we said, like you were asking, um, if you see any pictures of us, he was always mm. doting over us. It was always, he wouldn't let anyone yeah. talk to us because he was worried that we were going to die. And then he had a mother that was in the bed, too, that was totally sick and died. So he was very protective over everybody and everything. So, But he always said he, he was... Um, the way they, they kept him from getting jealous of all the attention we were getting was um, she would always say, well, God loved you so much, Anthony, that he not only gave you one present, but he gave you mm. two. And he, we were presents. Right. So he actually, I, I thought we and were. how many times they got us something, they got him something. Yeah. It was kind of like, they, because he was the older one. But he had, what happened was he got glasses. Now, this is a, kind of a spiritual lesson. As a little boy, he had glasses and they couldn't understand what it was, but it was because the shock, or God told our mom, it was shock from seeing us and all the trauma mm. that we were going through that his eyes didn't believe as a little boy what was going on. Because no one else wore glasses in the family and hearing Anthony is, but he was in shock. So that had to be broken and prayed over as well. So, I mean, children respond to what's going on and they, you don't realize it until you get older how much um, things you go through as a child it still determines your life. Yeah. yeah, it affects you later on. And it and it affects us at the cellular cellular level. And people don't realize that sometimes until later in their battling disease and it was from a trauma early on. Well, yeah, you guys have been highly involved with, with children's ministry. I mean, you even had a puppet ministry. Um, you talked about the the line of uh, toys that you were, you know, sharing to bring good character and build skills to children. Um, you have a, a ministry, a singing ministry. Wait yeah? a minute, I, you're back up. I got to go. The children's playground. I oh, yeah, that too. That. In Ohio. Yeah, that's right. It's at the mall. You guys designed an indoor children's playground. I'm guessing you designed it based on you're what right. you like to do. Yeah, basically. Yeah, right. yeah it, it's in the mall. Can you get free Sundays there? <laughs> <laughs> I wish that's what we should have done. Good oh, grief! 
we need you to help us guide us through this. <laughs> but, but you know, we see kids today are uh, they're so dysfunctional mm-hmm. because they come from dysfunctional family. And we we said, and this may sound politically incorrect. The reason kids don't know who or what they are, and that's why that toy Yuzuwata mm-hmm. is so important for kids to understand, is their parents don't give them their uh, their person, what would you say? Their value in Jesus Christ. They're they're looking for value. They're looking for who they are. If they they think they are a boy or a girl, just because you play with a doll does not make you a girl. Okay, uh, a boy could play with a doll just because that's what he's got, but that doesn't make him feminine. And he could play with a truck. Don't identify your children with what they pick up or what they do. Identify your children with the Word of God, and that's what. The, the church isn't teaching identity, right. and we need to do that. We knew our identity in Jesus Christ because, uh, you know, we had the um, masculine tendencies from our dad, but we had the loving side from our mother. And um, that's that's something that kids need to know. You know what? This is God. He God is both. Uh, he doesn't have a gender. Right. You know, he's got the feminine side of the mother because he loves you as much, but he's strong as a father and he is a man. You know what I mean? So we you don't say, Oh, God's gonna be this today. No, he's he's all in all. So if we're made in his image, why shouldn't we have both traits? Yeah, um no, so true. Powerful. Powerful. And these and the children are confused today as well because they're able to um, decide for themselves when they're not even uh, mentally able to right, and social media has played a big role in all kinds of things but um i i'm so grateful that you guys are on a mission to to help children know who they are in christ and when you have that solid foundation then they can go about in this world and do what they're called to do with confidence with great confidence so how did you guys know that god had called you to be in ministry because you, you obviously you've done you've done so much so how did when did that happen well after a miracle like that you know that you're called by God in some way. And we started 16 um, being children's pastors. And it sounds crazy to be children's pastors at 16, but we really wanted to start ministry. And we started with puppets, and then it led to a TV show that led to three years of television. And then we brought in stars like Jennifer O'Neill and Eric Estrada and Jack Scalia and Lindsay Wagner and them. And what's so strange is we started ministering to these stars. Mm-hmm. And all of them have become born again. Beautiful. And what's amazing, we consider them all family now because they have been so special to us. And um, uh, what was amazing was our mom would take time. This sounds crazy, but she would pray for each one of them and God would lead her to who to pray for. And there was one guy, his name was Jack Scalia. I don't know if you know him, but um, God told her to pray for him in 1979. And it led to his conversion, because in 2001, we met him, and 1979, he was jumping off a 13-story building in Munich, Germany, trying to commit suicide, done with life, and our, our, mom was praying, and our mom was praying, and he felt God pull him back, and he heard God's voice say, jump and lose it all, or come into the window, and I'll change your life. And in 2001, we get to meet him and tell his story him about Jesus, and he turned his life around, and Actually, we were in ministry with him for a couple of years. Yeah. So, so it's, it's amazing. God lays people in your heart, start praying yes. because the prayers of the yeah. righteous have been much. There is no distance mm. in prayer. Even the women of Germany and the woman from <laughs> Ohio. Yeah. So we knew we were called to ministry. And then if 
what was it? We started working with the stars as their assistants, and God kept we. There was something in us that kept saying we, we were called to more than that, and we. So loved, we became ordained ministers yeah. through um, do you know Faith, Faith Christian, Christian Fellowship in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Do you know mm-hmm. where that yes. is? Yes. That was Buddy Harrison's um, uh, family and um, Kenneth Hagen. It was a division of Kenneth mm-hmm. Hagen's. Group. And then we we left being their assistants mm-hmm. and we went into total full-time ministry. And we've been traveling for mm-hmm. uh, the past 15, 15 years um, with our music. And we have 12 CDs out and we've been traveling and we're enjoying it so much. Wow. So fun. But what's wow. so funny is COVID brought us back around, and now we're working once again with Jennifer <laughs> O'Neill as her PR group. So it's it's amazing because God had a purpose and a plan all that time, and he kept it, it, the circle never ends; it keeps going. We've known her for thirty years, but we've worked for her for eighteen, and now we're back again. It's like uh, is it a, here we that song of Dolly Parton. Here, here we, we come here we go again. Here we go again. Yeah, no, and that's how we got connected because I was reaching out to Jennifer, and yeah. and you're like, well, do you not know our story? We would be great for your biggest breakthrough, and I had no idea your story, you guys. I'm just blown away, and God is so faithful. Uh, I'm I'm just, I love that He um, entrusted has entrusted you with these celebrities and other people that have great influence. And um, anyway, I think that that's a pretty cool calling. Yeah, I was going to say the, uh, the the beauty of what how you guys live your lives has been all formed on the foundation of faith. And so your mom's faith in a sense was sort of modeled and then passed on to you. And and here you guys are, you're, you're not like planning out your future. You're just responding to where God is taking you. And I think that's a really, right. Isn't that a, that's such a really, really important um, lesson for us Free. because right. every single one of us is being called by God to do something. I think a lot of times it's just our plans and our thoughts get in his way and we can't go with the flow, so to speak. I would love the way you guys go with the flow. Uh, the flow of his spirit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said it right because Todd, because um, we, we had a plan. We thought we were going to do this, this, and this, and we never, accomplish this this and this in any way it just all happened at one time I mean, we planned and, to be carmen all yeah. right but that didn't happen no. you know <laughs> and that, we never had we never understood why god kept putting us with different people and different things but then you realize god has a plan mm-hmm. you don't have a plan you just fall like the leading of the holy spirit or, or follow the cloud this, and his, this, his plans are always better yeah. for you than yeah. you can ever. 100 that's the bottom line absolutely and and you guys actually working with um celebrities and stuff and you i think you call it restoring legends right we did we did a yeah we have done now six um years of um legends it's called legends but it's the christian artists from the very beginning pioneers. Uh, pioneers in christian music and we we the lord laid it on our hearts because we were inspired by these people mm-hmm. as as kids and like we said in the bible kids who couldn't go outside uh, our very first album was Debbie Turner. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was the one with the dimples. In fact, we met her at the National <laughs> Religious Podcast. We followed her everywhere. That was we our <laughs> first crush. You know, that very first crush. And we were like, oh, my gosh. So we were like, Lord, if we could ever meet Evie. Mm. And uh, not only did we meet Evie, we have worked with her several times. Oh. But that was like a dream. But then when you find out the faithfulness of God on some of these pioneers in Christian mm. music and the faithfulness of God to the Lord, and some have had very rocky roads, 
and some of them have had um and some of them need restored yeah. and we thought to ourselves you know god the problem with the church today is they take down the the pillars mm-hmm. they're supposed to keep the pillars up because the pillars hold the church together yes. and without mm-hmm. those ambassadors the church is weak there, there's a song that fits our ministry and and it's um written by reba rambo and donnie mcguire many years ago and it was wounded soldier mm-hmm. come let us pour them oil. come let us find their hurts let's minister healing to them don't let another wounded soldier die how many wounded soldiers have died in the process and the church has abandoned them so what we have done is we set up a way to have six legends every year come in do their ministry of what they do um, we give them an award for their faithfulness. We have a scripture on the award. It's called the Legacy Award. And then we also have some star from Hollywood, like Jennifer O'Neill or um, Joe Penny or any of those. Uh, they're legends too. And they come in and they give, they host it with us. And then we give them an award because they have come to know Christ. And yeah. it's a powerful thing. So, so each year we do it. And then behind the scenes, which is powerful, um, and you guys have to come one We'd love to. Uh, and stay behind that because we're ministering to those pioneers or those legends who are so wounded by the yeah. Christians yeah. who have, you know, backstabbed them or hurt them. Because Christians could be some of the roughest people in mm-hmm. the world. None of us are perfect. None of us are going to be perfect. If we say we are perfect, well, that's when we're going to fall. And each one of us, uh, you know, we, we, we are the ones who say what were the worst sin. Yeah. Jesus says he loves us all, and he doesn't have sin, it's, it's sin. So for us to restore these people and put them back where they belong or give them some value again. You guys should host it. Oh, I would love that. That'd be so fun. You know, here's the thing. You guys are just such an example of loving people where they are. And so the fact that you do this and... Um, you're a model yourself. I mean, I constantly see you on you know social media or whatever, just loving on people, no matter where they are, because it is about restoring people through love, right? Well, and I don't think you have to even be a legend to no. have to be offered restoration, because the church. I, 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 we're talking to a lot of people right now, guys, yeah. that that either themselves have been hurt, beat up, abused, or know of others who have yeah. been, and can be in a position of either extending healing or extending more abuse. And again, you don't have to be a legend to go through that process. You can reach out to somebody today that you right. know has been beat up and you can give them the same kind of love that you're seeing and hearing talked about here. Instead today. of the rejection that yeah. so many feel. Oh, in fact, I think uh, someone asked us while we were in COVID, they said, um, what have you learned from COVID? And the truth is, I really believe that God, remember happy days, and- Mr. C was a good dad. And what he would do is he would say, go to a room. He would say, go to the room to Joni. She always went to her room. Well, I think God is like that. And God's such a good God that there was so much hate going on in the world through political stuff and everything else that the Christians were even becoming as hateful as the world. And God said, I'm not going to put up with this until you shut your mouth. You're going to go to a room. And until you can walk in love, it's never going to happen. So we even all had that on. We couldn't open our mouths because until we start saying loving words to each other, and really Jesus is in the center of love. He can't be anywhere near us if we don't walk him up. That's right. That's right. Man, that is a powerful illustration. That's that's very good. Hey guys, I want to ask uh, because again, this this whole way in which you live your lives 
just you're going with the flow. You're letting the love of God direct you from children to legends to bring about peace and healing and reconciliation. Um, how come we don't see that across the board with all Christians? What do you think is standing in the way of just sort of your, quote, average believer from really going with the flow, following God's spirit and extending his love? What What are the obstacles in the way? What prevents it from happening? I hate to say it, but we have seen it for years, and we've, we've talked about it, that we have seen a narcissistic personality disorder just go into the churches, and that's actually Satan worshiping in itself, because if you really know what a satanic worship is or a satanic following, it's not really always sacrificing, and there is some sacrifices in that, but the overall picture of what Satan worship is, is me, myself, and I. Mm-hmm. And that was the very first sin, was about me, myself, and I. And Satan was thrown out of heaven because it was all about him. We have seen it become in our churches, we've seen it in our government, we've seen it in every line of work, and it's getting worse. And whereas the Christians that are the true Christians that are broken, we said you can't be a Christian in these these days without being broken, without being having a limp. Do you all have a limp? We we definitely have a limp. <laughs> we do, we do. We hate to even say that we wish everyone would go through brokenness like we have, because we don't wish it on our worst enemy. But the problem is, is that without the brokenness, you never really become like Christ. And with us, we have to lose. We lost all of our family is gone. We lost our house three years ago. We had a 500 um, videos on YouTube, all hacked, destroyed, lost and our identity. We heard about that. We, That's horrible. Kind of, no one knew who Chris August brothers were anymore. And we lost our home. We lost everything. And in the midst of that whole thing, we were ministering to homeless people. We were ministering to, and the hate that we had towards people that wrote things against us or tried to destroy us or just just backstabbed us in any way. Honestly, we gave it up. And now we see them. And honestly, we go and hug them and we tell them how much it's good to see them. They think and we're crazy. They just think because they still hate us. But Forgiveness. We say we have no hate for anyone. But it's because really after you lose it all, and, and we all of us have our own sins in our lives. None of us are perfect. Our problem was we came from such a wonderful sheltered family. And our mom was, even though we had the faith of our mom, when she was gone, our, our faith was shaken because our faith was in her mm-hmm. faith. You know what I mean? That's how many, so many people have their faith only planted in somebody else, whether it was Carmen who brought them to the Lord and now he's gone. And people are like, oh, or, or if it was another evangelist Billy or Billy Graham or whoever, or if it was their parents. And to us, uh, we kept saying, well, we've never made anybody a, a false god in our life, but they were. Our family was our mm. god. And God sometimes removes those very things that you hold so dear to you so until he's broken you to the point where it's only him and you. And we can say, oh, he has taken everything from us, and but yet we're still serving him faithfully because we know um, it, it's just it, what a wonderful thing to have uh, the reliance on on God in, in such God a way alone. that Jesus went through everything we've all gone through, all the pain that the viewers are, are experiencing right now. Whatever it is, Jesus even found it on the cross when he said, Father, uh, gonna, uh, he felt forsaken by his own father. Mm-hmm. Remember when he was on the cross and, and God turned away? He even felt forsaken from his mm-hmm. father 
how many of us were still forsaken, but he's still there. You know, two things that I want the listener to, to catch here. And one is, who is it or what is it in your life right now that you are putting before you as a false God? And and you just mentioned it, um, uh, Brian, about even your family. Is it even your family that has become, uh, you know, an idol? So that's something to consider yeah. because it, it needs to be a direct um, relationship with just you and the father and no, no God before him. Right. And that even means our family. Another thing I wanted to mention, and we've mentioned this on other shows before, but you mentioned the narcissistic kind of, um, <laughs> way in which the world is. And don't you believe it, it really has escalated because of social media? Oh yeah. And they can, people can say anything on social media. They can destroy people. And uh, I don't see any truth on social media anymore. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. We do, the only truth you can find is in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And other than that, it's like, and uh, I'm not trying to get into politics, but I think a lot of people look put their whole faith in a president. Right. And when that is gone, they want to jump off a cliff. And without that, they've got to realize God's still on his throne. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a president that kept this country going. It's been God from the beginning of time. Yeah, God's not surprised by any of it. <laughs> We're all like looking around and we're seeing revelations being fulfilled as we talk. And and we're just thankful that we still have time. And to us, as I'm sure you guys feel, the urgency of telling people about Jesus because time's yeah. short. Good word, man, guys. You are, uh, yeah, you are one of a kind. I will say that for sure. <laughs> From the very start, it's real evident that God had something very special and unique in mind. Uh, from the very beginning, what you went through and what your mom went through and the whole family and the way that you've come through that, and then the miraculous healing, and then the setting you guys loose with this freedom to follow him and to do what he's called you to do. Then going through your own brokenness and having your own faith tested, not for the sake of God to find out how well you're doing, but for your sakes. So you guys could know exactly how well you're doing in your faith. And I, I just want you to know, you're, you're, you guys are just real inspiration. I can't believe you're 53 years I old. Know. I'm not sure. I can't do You know, this whole truth thing. We got to get some birth certificates out here because <laughs> you guys look way too young. Now, just some just some personal information. Now, now, have either of you ever married? No, we're both single. Our our our, our goal was to find now if this this is my girl was fair faucet. I can't oh, I can't see. see. <laughs> <laughs> hence, hence the hairdo. And I said, if I couldn't get fair faucet, I'd get Cheryl Ladd. Hey, I didn't care. We <laughs> and he was Smith all the way. Oh, so yeah. no, we, we haven't. Because we've been waiting and, you know, and pray for us because there is a part of us that have a huge fear because we lost everything. So we're clinging to each other mm-hmm. as, as a um that we don't want to lose each other so that is one of our things because we've relied on our family all this time now we're we've relied on each other since birth and then when it's all gone it's like well okay we've given you all this but we can't give you yeah we'll we'll just we'll just pray that god brings you twins That's it. That's it. Because it's hard when one gets married and the other one doesn't. That's so honest. And thanks for sharing that because you guys are together all the time, right? And um, there, that, yeah. to be authentic and real about that feeling of fear. Yeah. Now, you mentioned all of your family's gone. Anthony? No, Anthony's married. He's married. Okay. So he's he's here with us and alive. But he lives in Seattle, Washington. He's way, <laughs> way far from us. And do you talk to him much? Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. He's the big brother. He's the big brother, the protector. Man, I just love that part. We have a big brother and we have a big sister in Jennifer because we take communion almost daily. Really? That is so amazing. I love that. Well, you know, the fact that you guys have remained single, obviously, too, has, from God's standpoint, allowed him to have you more to himself. Uh, because you know, you know, it's strange, but what you're saying is true because we've tried to get married and we've had girls that we were totally in love with and wanted to marry. And the problem is, is that sometimes they want you to love them more than God. And our our commitment was with God all from day one. And when you're, and you guys have been anointed to be together, but because we're we were so called to minister, it's been very hard sometimes to step away from what God's called us to, to take care of these, some, I hate to say it's High women could be really. We're already high maintenance. That's trouble waiting to happen right there. I think that was the wisdom of the apostle Paul too, and why he remained single because he knew that and he, and he made it, it very clear in, in first Corinthians that if a, if a woman takes more time in the mirror than I do, forget no, it. He's no. Too, <laughs> you'd always be fighting over hairspray and hair dryers. I mean, that's the, that's, <laughs> that's the deal. There, man. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because our brother Anthony was in ministry and he had to step out of ministry to raise a family. And, and I'm glad he's happy with what he is, but honestly with us, I couldn't be happy without serving mm. the Lord and doing what we're doing. Not that you can't serve the Lord where you're at, but this, we were not called to just serve the right. Lord in our daily life, but we've been called to do other things. So, so uh, you know, everybody can serve the Lord in their own way, but we know where we're supposed to be. We are not supposed to be pastors of a church, but we are supposed <laughs> to be evangelists. To go out and yes. healing and and, and bring lots of smiles to people's faces Absolutely. because you have a lot of fun mm-hmm. and you dress up and you you act a little goofy and and just fun you just have fun with you life. Had, you had us laughing last night. We were watching the reality. We show. We watched you did that reality the pilot for a reality yeah, yeah, show yeah. on YouTube and hilarious, <laughs> just hilarious. Well, you would never believe how we got that reality show. Did I was, he got depressed? I was depressed, and uh, anything that you hear bad about the ministry will be probably something stupid I did because he's it's the, definitely not me. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, you're the smarter one. <laughs> yeah, he's the smarter but one. But you're so the older we, one. We're going to write a book. About it. I yeah. am the older one. And we're going to write a book one day about, and we started doing it, about what not to do in ministry life. Okay, because you've learned, there, were, there was no guidelines. You know, you just learn. It, it's everyday learning in ministry. You know, you may have guidelines, but you, you sort of learn on, uh, what would you say? Uh, for a moment, for the, what happened was one year for Christmas, you probably do Christmas cards, don't you? With uh, you guys being lovey dovey. Yeah, yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Well, we decided, well, you guys are like perfect heart to heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we decided to do a Christmas card because we did one every year for all of the supporters of our ministry. And this one year, uh, our grandmother had just died. And I said, you know, I, I'm so disgusted because so many times the church puts guilt on you. And they said, if you had more faith, your grandmother would be alive. Mm. She had, she must have had unconfessed sin, da, da, da. There was none of that. Okay. You, you, you don't put that guilt on somebody who dies. There is a time for all of us. So I was like really depressed over the church and stuff. So I said, you know, I just want to do something that would be uplifting and funny. So I saw this show. It was, it was a movie called um, the Christmas story with Ralphie. Do you remember Ralphie? 
I decided to go get an outfit of Ralphie, and I, he found a Santa Claus outfit. I'm dressed as Ralphie, but the only outfit they had was the pink rabbit outfit. Okay, oh. so I'm dressed as the pink rabbit. And, and the thing was, we just released those toys, yeah, the children's toys. So we thought Santa with the toys, it would be a good outfit. And we we'll have a little girl there because the photographer's daughter. Well, I said, well, I need a BB gun. I said, so they know I'm not the Easter Bunny. So I go and I get a BB gun. Well, and it's got the red rim on it. Too. And, I, and I told him, I said, I don't think we're allowed to use guns at a national park. <laughs> I said, oh, please. So, you know, we took pictures at this national park, okay? And it's called Ogilvy, yeah. okay, in Wheeling, in West Wheeling. Virginia. And the ranger comes over and he sees us and he looks at us and I'm dressed as the rabbit. He's dressed as Santa Claus. And we have this little girl with us. And he says, you're the Christoggins brothers. We said, yeah. And he says, uh, well, you better get those outfits off because a ranger, uh, 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 ranger was uh, reported that a deranged rabbit with a gun <laughs> and Santa Claus had a little girl prisoner, okay? So they reported oh, us, and the, the sheriff's department men were on their way. Now, I don't know why nothing like this ever happens to Michael English or Michael W. Smith yes. or oh, Stephen Chris Chapman, oh, but yeah. the Chris brothers are always getting bad yeah. press. <laughs> the good news is you have fun. You're oh, having exactly. fun. You have fun. <laughs> so jump in our vehicle and we had an assistant who was a mime at the time now we have an assistant who's not a mime but the assistant was a mime okay so she didn't say much but she got in the car and i'm not making this up i can't make it up (laughs) so we're like driving down the street we couldn't get our outfits off and five sheriff's department men and one woman who's the uh, one the police woman stopped us i uh, forgive me wendy but I got to tell you, the woman was ruder than any of the men. I said her license plate was PMS 666. She was awful. <laughs> oh, she said, get out with your hands out up. We've got you wow. surrounded. I hop out at the rabbit. He gets out of Santa Claus. And we're up against the car, okay? And they said, where's your weapon? And I said, here it is. So I reach in, pull it. They pull their guns on us. Now, we had a very bad year. He starts crying. <laughs> oh, he got guns on you. And he's dumb enough to pull his right, own right. gun. And that's a toy gun. The mind starts walking away. The little girl's like in shock. I think she wet herself. Okay. <laughs> I was like, and these people are traveling by and they've got cell phones and they're taping this whole thing and they put it on YouTube. Oh, my okay? word. So now A and E sees this and they call us up and they say, Are you the two idiots that have a ministry that were? And we said, Yes, that's us. <laughs> Yeah. So, so they want to do a reality show. So, you want to do a show. Wow. So that wow. was it. And what's what, so that was like, Oh, my cheeks hurt from laughing so like hard. Eight years ago when we did, when we did the show, but now um, pray for us. We can't say much, but somebody came to us and they want to do a reality yeah. show with us eight years later. So we don't know. Fifty-three years old. We we think we should be grown out of being, being the cherry losers. Of oh, I don't know. I think you still got it. I think just, it could be. Just be careful. <laughs> just be careful what they call the show. I don't think you want to call two idiots in ministry, right? Let's just. <laughs> 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 double trouble. Double your blessings. Double whatever. Double portion. Oh my goodness! You guys are. Great. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for coming on your biggest breakthrough and sharing your story and bringing some good laughter because laughter is great medicine right and that's what you do so often is you is you bring joy to the table and so i'm honored to know you and um just just thank you for your time and thank you for your ministry and uh, keep going strong for for the, for the lord mm-hmm. and, and we have to say one thing we want you to have a tv show where you fight crime 
and are like heart to heart. Okay, because you two are the perfect couple with, with two men. <laughs> You're very Bless sweet. You guys. Bless you. Bless, Bless you. Guys. You guys take care. Wow, I loved having them on the show. That was so fun. I they are refreshing <laughs> in so many ways. Uh, but I really the the story that they told from birth on is <laughs> is just one you got to just stop for a moment and really and really think about the reality of God's ability to power, but. You know, it doesn't always happen the way we want it to happen either. I realize there are lots of people who right. would like that kind of miraculous healing, right. and they've been praying for it. And we we only know this. God is sovereign. Yes. He controls things, and He has plans in things. Yep. He has purposes that need to be fulfilled, not just for His good, but for your good. That's right. So take heart in that, and be refreshed by the way these guys follow the lead of the spirit. They just go with the flow, man. And, and they don't care what people think. And I think that that's part of the hangup sometimes that people get stopped in their yeah. tracks from sharing um, the love of Christ and sharing how great the Lord is because they're worried about being judged or uh, whatever way that the Holy Spirit has you deliver it. I mean, they deliver it in such a fun way. And I just think, you know, let those judgments fall off your back. If it's God's truth and his word that you are sharing, then and don't hold back and, and go with it. Yeah. They're going with the flow. You go they with are. the flow too. That's it. All right. Well, thanks for joining us um, on Your Biggest Breakthrough. We'll catch you next time. And uh, make sure to give us a, a like and all that stuff, you know, review. You know, we, we always say this, but we don't you see you there. Subscribe. We yeah, didn't say that you. yet. Okay. Subscribe, review, all those wonderful things. All right. We'll catch you next time on Your Biggest Breakthrough. Thanks for tuning in. See well, that's a wrap for today's show. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, we love spending time with you right here on Your Biggest Breakthrough Podcast. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. But until then, just head on over to yourbiggestbreakthrough.com where you'll find some free resources and information and a place where you can comment. And we would love to dialogue with you there. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.